I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, we're going to have to roll backwards in order to go forwards. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 344 holiday wishes. That's right. Holiday wishes. And yes, I know. I know the holidays are over. I know that we are into January a whole week into January even more. I do know, but I can't quite let it go. I just can't shake it. I can't shake it. So that's what we're going to do today. Holiday wishes. Because holiday wishes linger. More and more, and especially this year, it hit me hard. More and more, I realized that if I get hung up on something, I have to clear it or deal with it or process it or acknowledge it before I can move on. This isn't true with everything, but I'm seeing this pattern. I'm seeing the ways in which it is true with some things. It isn't true with projects. I have more than my share of unfinished projects that follow me around and threaten to spill from every nook and cranny. And it isn't true with reading. I finish less and less. I skim more and more. I make decisions to simply stop reading books that really aren't pulling me in. And these days it takes a lot to really pull me in and to really capture my whole attention. So I'm okay with not finishing. But with other things, I am seeing this tendency to get stuck. To get stuck in place. When you're in a conversation and you can't think of a name and it waylays you. It's that kind of thing. It waylays you. Even if you keep on talking Part of you is still stuck trying to figure out that name, that name you can't remember. And when it comes to you, you blurt it out, a complete non sequitur. But you are so thankful, so grateful, and so excited to have finally found it in the recesses of your mind. Thankful to clear off that unfinished thought or memory. And grateful that you were able to. And it might have bothered you for days otherwise. Or when you are talking and you veer off unexpectedly, a bird walk of sorts, a tangent, and then there was something else, something else you wanted to say on the other thread that you were talking about. And now you can't remember what it is because you veered off, you lost your train of thought, and it bothers you. The losing of the thought, it bothers you. You get stuck trying to figure out what it was because whatever it was must have been important. It must have been momentous. It was the one thing you really needed to say. Probably not, right? But we get stuck. And I see it with the podcast. When I plan to do a show and it gets sidelined or waylaid for any reason, whether it's my own 
vulnerability or my fear or my perceived hurt about whatever it is, whether it's a slump, whether it's something beyond my control or something within my control, whether it's something like getting sick, if I had things to say and I didn't get to say them, I can't seem to move on. I can't seem to move ahead because I'm still standing behind the show that didn't happen as planned. Still metaphorically somehow sitting behind the microphone for the show that never happened. The sense of needing to think about the year coming to an end was an undercurrent last month. For you, probably just as it was for me, my need for end-of-year reflection was really strong, really strong last December. And I got some of it in. I got some of it in. I asked a few people to join me. I took a chance. I asked a friend. I got turned down. In a haze of flu or flu-like something, my timing was completely off with everything. The new year didn't wait. The new year didn't wait. There was a need to figure out, at least loosely, a starting plan, a starting point, some kind of rubric and scaffolding for 2019 to avoid feeling completely unmoored with the start of the year. But even as I was thinking about the new year, there was this cloud of stuff in my head about how things had gone in 2018. Rolling into the year without really thinking about how I felt about the year would have been to turn a blind eye to the insight that I think the year can hold. The little glittering and sparkling bits that stand out when, in the dark days of December, I turned and stood, the year sprawling behind me, and said, what did I really do? And what did I not do? And what did I really enjoy doing? Why didn't I do more of that? What can I do differently? What stands out for me? What did I like most? What did I like most? What did I love doing? And why? Why do I love doing the things that I do? But see, I am ahead of myself already. And that's strange recognition in me that because I had something to say, ready to say, more than five weeks ago, the podcast is at a standstill. The stew of weeks bubbling up within me because my hands were tied or more literally because my voice was gone. I never got to do my December shows. And while they are now out of sync, they are now too quiet in some ways for the hustle and energetic bustle of the new year. I can't move forward until I clear out at least one or two. I need to clear things out. I need to clear my head. I need to wipe things clear. Erase the board, start with a clean slate, whatever it is. But I'm not there yet because these things are still in the way. I have felt this way about podcasts before, but it hit me like a flash this time around that this undone show sitting here in the wings is casting a shadow. It's locking my thoughts up somehow, specifically 
in relation to the podcast. And so we're going to roll things back just a bit. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. Do I have something momentous to say? Maybe not. Will it be the most inspiring and revealing and inspirational thing you have ever heard me say? Probably not. And yet I was ready to say something. And I can't seem to let it go. I didn't get my chance. I'm not completely over whatever this virus was. I'm not completely over it. I probably should do something about that. But for the moment, I'm going to at least deal with this show. So we're going to roll back just a bit. I missed the chance to be a voice during your year end, your goal setting, your word of the year musings. And I will talk about all of those things, but I know I really missed the window. I know I missed the window. And if you're someone who does this kind of thing, missing those windows is really, really, really bad. It's really hard to accept that I missed those windows. And maybe that's partly why I can't let it all go. I missed those windows. The little opening where I might help nudge and encourage you, might help peel back the layers to where the hope and possibility for you in the coming year sat waiting. I missed the time to say my holiday thank yous, to do whatever reflection might have happened when sitting in front of a microphone in the final days of the year, the holiday lights on in my office, the room dim, the cozy feeling of talking to all of you about the quiet and gentle and hopeful and reflective days of December. I missed it. I missed those times which are some of my most treasured times on the podcast. January is good too. There are lots of good things in January, but I got to get past those other things first because they're still in the way. So I'm feeling just a little bit out of sync, out of sync and out of time. It fits uncomfortably in a lot of ways. That feeling, that sense, it seems to summarize a great deal. But this show, during the early part of December, was to be a peaceful show. And here I am, a bit of company for you as you go about your day. Holiday wishes, they linger. And so we roll back. We roll back. And we need some kind of sound effect here, this flip, 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 flip. the rustling of papers turning back. As we roll back, just sort of wind back, just a few weeks So much has happened in just a few weeks. All of this stuff compressed into just these few weeks. All of that stuff, all of that stuff in and around and on top of and underneath the holidays and the year end and the family time and the visits and all of the other things that you have to juggle and deal with and attend to and manage, negotiate. 
in that time. So let's roll back. It was going to be a very short show. It really was. Because last week, which really means a bunch of weeks ago, last week, one day, when I went to pick up at school, I passed a kid, teen, young adult, sitting at the bus stop, head to toe, in ugly sweater. An ugly sweater suit of some form. Maybe it would be more aptly described as a Christmas fair aisle suit. Maybe. Ugly sweater came to mind because that's such a thing now. But I guess it was really fair aisle. It was green and red and white, head to toe, top and bottom, a suit. Clear horizontal bands of pattern. You know, your typical snow weather sweater. Your pharaoh. Then he was sitting there, really casual, one knee crossed over his other leg, a suit looking for all the world like a throwback to the 70s, but in ugly sweater or pharaoh print. And I tried for a photo as I stopped before making my turn just so I would remember that little bit of whimsy. That little bit of whimsy, so unexpected. A rainbow on a dry day. A wedge of rainbow color laddering its way ahead of me, vertical, in between sky and clouds. The small strip of rainbow where a rainbow shouldn't be unexpected. Today, which is not really today, today is the first day to wake in the morning and soak in some mellow. And it is just a few days before Christmas. It feels too close. The week before is the week I always want to take in. The look of gifts wrapped and stacked under and around the tree, the anticipation, the days before. And those are the days that are inevitably too busy with work, too busy with things, too busy. And we're all juggling bottles of vitamin C and zinc now too, trying to minimize the spread of whatever is going around. But the tree is gorgeous all those hours removing those old lights, one by one, twisted wire by twisted wire. At the time, it seemed like such an odd thing to do. And yet once we started, we couldn't seem to stop until we finished. It seemed endless. When I strung the new lights, and I did so really loosely, and I toward removing them when the tree comes down, the tree somehow seems more beautiful this year than ever before. All that time spent removing those lights, just a blur now, and yet I'm so glad we did it. I had no idea what a difference it would make, and yet there's something so beautiful this year about the tree. I was listening to a podcast host talk about how she and her family now delay Christmas preparation until right before Christmas and then celebrate the season differently. 
They slow it all down for days after. It was an interesting discussion, really. Last year, we delayed Christmas for unexpected medical reasons. And it was a small delay. But it worked out. It worked out. Someone else this year told me that they are delaying Christmas by a week. And it will work out. And yet realizing that the underpinnings are so malleable, it can be slippery. I hope this year in my house that these weeks follow a predictable course. Quietly, gently, warmly, brimming with something ineffable that makes up the feeling we so want in these days. Want but maybe never really find or reach or embody that want, that tantalizing want for that feeling of these days. And maybe it never really quite happens that way, but so much is wrapped up in that desire, that want. Next week, I'll have a little bit of time, just a bit, just a bit. And yet somehow next week, all of this will sort of be over. I got up this morning in the dark and I turned on the lights over the window and then the lights on the tree and then the lights on the garland. The softness. How do we hold on to that once the sun is up? Once the days are in full swing, once the busyness hits, once the gifts are opened, how do we hold on to that feeling, to that pre-holiday feeling? How do we hold on to that, that anticipation, that softness, that quiet, that sense of something special, that tantalizing feel? How do we hold on to that once it's all over? That's part of the magic and the mystery. I know. I didn't somehow get what I was after in November. We all know that. The light, the feeling, the gratitude. It kept slipping through my fingers. There are other things that are stuck right now for me that I can't completely let go that have somehow muddied how I feel about everything right now and how I feel about myself. So I'm a little bit stuck, just like I'm a little bit stuck by not having done my show. I'm a little bit stuck. So I didn't quite get what I was after in November. But sometimes I get ready to walk the dog and catch a glow of light at the window. And I remember last year, I remember walking up the hill looking around, taking it all in, thinking about the way time has been compressed into this little bit of sea glass. All these years tightly woven, embedded, squished, compounded, fused together, this mere blink. The moments at the top of the hill stayed with me, but this year didn't work quite the same. It didn't enchant me in quite the same way. I must not have been 
open to it in the same way, even though I wanted to be. And as I've been gathering things to work on year-end planning with a few people in the CMP community, I had to go digging. I had to go digging. I had to go looking for things, unearthing things from the year. Despite my best intentions, nothing is ever all in one place, just ready for me to open up. And in that process, I kept running into files and images from last year, from December 2017, and then January 2018. And it felt like yesterday, feels like yesterday. But I know the momentum was somehow different. I can tell. I can see many things from a year ago, and in contrast, it feels this year like I am somehow standing still. Standing still. And like I said, I know some of the reasons I am grappling with what these things mean and what they say about me. Nothing good. What they say about my future. Again, not necessarily good. I am trying to tell myself that I am worth it and I am still worth it. But after a year of reaching, a year of reaching, I'm now standing still. And that wasn't what I thought a year of reaching would end up being. It's not what I expected to happen at the end of a year of reach. I think maybe this year I don't know how to hold on, how to focus in the right ways, how to find the projects that are worth it, how to decide what worth it means, how to find the projects that are meaningful, how to figure out what matters within this life that I do have, regardless of whether or not it's the life I want. What matters? What will stand the test of time? Why do I often work on things that feel like part of a race? But a race in which I am not even on the right track. And so this running is completely the wrong thing to do. And yet the running is the thing that gets the most time. What should get my time? What should get my time? Do you think this way? Do you think this way? This is not at all that I doubt my abilities or what I do. But somehow I doubt my ability to put myself in the right place. It just never seems like I end up in the right place. I'm on the wrong road. I know that many of us worry about the ways in which we shift. We question our energies. We doubt the projects we choose. What if we'd done the other thing instead? And these are things that I will be thinking about in the background as the holiday unfolds and I fit in some year-end reflection in the background. It will come up again, but right now, behind the tree on the mantle, there are two pieces of Bristol board And they're just propped there. They're not framed. 
They're nothing. They're just propped. A little whiff of wind would send them flying. But they're propped there. They're propped against the canvas of Matthews from a few years ago. These two pieces of Bristol are my November projects, 2016 and 2018. And as I look over at those, then again, the lights are on all around me. The tree is gorgeous. The house is asleep. And as I look at those things sitting there, these two projects, they make me really happy. They touch something deep in me, even though I know how simple they are. These are not projects that would be part of the race, the other road. I know how simple they are. They won't ever make money. They won't gain me followers. They won't convince anyone of anything about me. And they don't matter to anyone else but me. And I look at them and somehow they comfort me. And that, that matters. That matters. And that feeling is what I know I'm after. And I don't always make the right choices to get that feeling. And that's what I'm after. Figuring out what it is I need to do to get that feeling. Those are the only two projects I've ever left out. And that says something too. I am feeling, as this year ends, I am feeling so tired of the race. A year of reach, a year of reach. And I really feel like I gave it my all. And at the end of that, the messages seem to indicate that I'm not worth it and I'm not willing to believe that. People sometimes think I doubt myself and that isn't it at all. I actually have a lot of confidence. That actually could be a flaw. I have a lot of confidence. I love my work. I always suggest and urge and Hope that you love your work. You should love what you do. You should find things to do that you love, that you love the doing of. You should love what you do and you should be able to say that and believe that and own it and claim it. So I do. I love what I do. And yet the race tells me again and again that my own self-belief is somehow misplaced. I'm tired of the race, but I don't know how to not do the race and still remain connected. Because if I pull out of the race, then I'm just going to be floundering. I am so disconnected at the end of this year in ways that have almost been more than I know how to make sense of. a year of reach and it left me right where I started less connected more outside more alone doubting my ability to make and keep connections at all many successes in the year though I know that 
I see my influence in tiny ways out there in others. I see my influence in tiny ways. Projects that some of you do, things you try or suddenly realize, things you consider. I see it. But the hurts, they linger too, and they loom. They loom too large. The kind of thing I can't really shake. Can't quite sort them out and put them aside and just go on. They stop me, and I have to work. I have to work hard to step around these things over and over again. We all do it. We all do it. We do it in our personal lives, in our work lives, in our social lives, our virtual lives, our in-person lives. We all have these things. I am feeling maybe too pragmatic this December. Too pragmatic and too vulnerable. Too lonely and sharply aware of the divide between real and virtual the shifting nature of virtual, the futility, it seems, of so many things. Getting sick in December has left me thick-headed and edgy. Edgy. Brittle. Brittle. And I'm fighting against that. I am fighting against that, but I'm aware of it. I feel it. I feel this brittle quality. It is a new year, a new year coming, and I know that I have to try again, whatever that will mean. But it may mean that I just get off the main road. If I accept that some things will never change, it will change what I do and what I focus on and what projects I choose what word I choose. I definitely have a lot of thinking to do in these final days of the year, in the opening days of the new year. There are things I need to be able to just let go of. And there are also things I need to figure out, figure out the why, the what if, and the what do I love. If certain things will never change and I say, okay, I'm going to finally accept this. It opens up other things. And yet I don't know if I can actually really say things will never change. These are the quandaries we face and that we stand in these points, these roads, these forks, these crossroads. We all do it. We all do it in different ways. and We have slightly different constructs or different things that make up the questions we're asking ourselves or what we want our art to be or our creativity to be, what role it plays and why. We all have these things to juggle and grapple with and think through. And year-end reflection is important in this process and in this picture. Just turning my back on all of that and moving into the new year would be to just roll on day by day without ever stopping to really look at a set of days stretching behind me and to look for those little bits of sparkle, 
and glisten, those little shards, those little pieces of sea glass that have compressed and rolled in, just waiting to be picked up, examined. What can they tell me? What do they show me? My mom picked up a little decorate an ugly sweater cookie kit for everyone to do. And I told her that I didn't think the boys would necessarily do it. We are well past the crafty years with the kids. But I had to laugh when I heard about a conversation that she had with my youngest. They evidently were talking about the ugly sweater cookie decorating being a contest. Because in my house, I guess, pretty much everything ends up being some kind of contest at times. There are lots of games and lots of things to win and lots of ways to win. And we do a lot of playing in that way over the holidays. So the ugly sweater cookie decorating was going to be a contest. And I wasn't sure how you would win, whether winning meant doing the ugliest sweater or the prettiest sweater. It's an ugly sweater contest. So I was trying to wrap my head around what it would be anyway. But what they told me is they already knew who would win. And of course, I don't need to win. And I didn't care about winning because I felt like one of the kids should win. But I found this conversation that they had had really funny. So as they explained it to me, they had talked about who would win. It was funny. It was touching. And it was surprising. They had decided that I would win. They decided that, according to my youngest, Matthew would do a landscape on his cookie. And Mama, that's me, Mama would do a portrait of Matthew painting the landscape on his cookie, on her cookie. That's right. So my cookie would be a portrait of Matthew doing a landscape on his cookie. And that, that may be the perfect comment for me this season. That, and I really liked that draw reindeer meme going around. The disjunct between the doodle and realism. I straddle that divide in ways that are often confusing for sure. So I really loved it. I thought it was really funny. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. And like I said, this really is a rolling back. It's a back and forth, a shifting in nature, a shifting in verb tense. Oh my goodness, please just go with it. Just suspend your disbelief and go with it because bits and pieces of this were all in place and really needed to just unfold into the quiet of those weeks. Because I ended up sick, Over the holidays, I obviously didn't get the show out in time. I wasn't able to finish it. My thoughts and thought processes were pre-holiday. It's a time of year that I always want to say thank you to those of you who listen to the show and who find something in the CMP that resonates. To those of you who listen, thank you. I think for all of us, it makes life a little better to know that there are others walking the same path, grappling with similar creative questions, 
wishing for similar kinds of space to do even more creative work, searching for answers that can help make your passion and your calling a bigger part of your day-to-day, searching for others who can help validate what you do and help remind you and convince you and underscore for you that it matters. That in this one life we have, it matters to spend some of your time doing what you do and loving what you do. So thank you for those of you who do that with me. I hope your new year got off to a good start and that you have your trackers set up, your planners within reach, your journals broken in, your word of the year either selected or swirling around as you ponder this new year. I hope all of that for you. I hope you had a peaceful end of 2018, a happy and healthy start to 2019, and that you are looking ahead now at everything that lies before you, the choices you will make, the windows you will open, the bits of whimsy you will see and record and track, the creative life that you will cultivate, the friendships that you will make, and the connections that you will make. I hope all of that for you. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy and as Creativity Matters Podcast. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>